When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Lee Merriweather, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Roberts along with the guest John Burlingame. John Burlingame, our nation's leading writer on the subject of music for films and television. John's latest book, Music for Primetime, A History of American Television Themes and Scoring is the first journalistic history of music composed especially for American television. 35 years in the making, Music for Primetime not only includes more than 450 interviews with composers, orchestrators, producers, editors, and musicians who are or who were active in the field of music for television, but also tells the backstory of every great TV theme song or TV theme music while also examining the many neglected and frequently underrated orchestral and jazz compositions for television that date back to the late 1940s. Music for Prime Time, a history of American television themes and scoring available in hardcover from Oxford University Press. You can also find music for prime time wherever books are sold as well as Amazon.com. Before we went to break, John was telling us the backstory of how Jerry Goldsmith, one of the many great composers whom he brings to life in music for prime time, John was telling us the backstory of how Jerry Goldsmith came to compose the theme to Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones was a sh- was a Quinn Martin show. Yeah, it was Quinn Martin's second longest running. That's right. Show and and Quinn Martin's music guy was a guy named John Elizaldi who called Jerry and said, "I've got this pilot for you to come in. I'd love for you to do the theme and the score for the pilot." And, and Jerry comes in and he looks at the pilot and he and, and as soon as he gets out of the screening, he calls his agent and says, "You've got to get me out of this thing. It's terrible. I don't want to do this." And and is to his credit, the uh, the agent said, Jerry, just you know, it'll talk till take you four days. Just sit down, do the score. Well, it's a good thing he did, because that became Jerry's longest running hit on mm-hmm. television. Yeah, you know, and it is. Let's face it, as in as is any great Jerry Goldsmith theme, it's a great theme. It's a great thing. Maybe one of the best themes Quinn Martin ever had. And, okay, this is Goldsmith in the early 1970s, right. and um, it was, as, as you point out, in music for prime time, it was a valley period for him. Yes, that's right. And he's he's coming off of doing uh, movies. He did all the, in like Flint movies off the top of my head. Right, Planet of the Planet Apes, of the Patton, Apes. all of these big movies, yeah. And, and, and again, this is back in the day where... Uh, and, and obviously this worked the way for music composers as it did for actors and producers. If you made it in movies and you had to go back to television, that was a step down. So yeah, that's, that's, that's part of the mentality that was going on here. 
True, that's absolutely right. But to our everlasting appreciation, that supposed, you know, so-called valley period for Jerry when he wasn't getting a lot of big movies, which is basically around 1970 to about 1974, he did a lot of television. That's the period when he did a number of TV movies um, that are really, really great musically, uh, Pursuit and The Brotherhood of the Bell, but also TV shows like um, uh, Barnaby Jones and Police Story, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, two or three pilots that I think didn't make it. I'm sure I'm missing something in yeah. there. Uh, but, you know, a lot of great Goldsmith music for television in that era. Did he also do The Loner? He did. That yeah. was a Western from 1965. Rod, Rod Sterling, yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's right. And it's and he did two scores and the theme for that. That was a, that was a period when he was working a lot at 20th Century Fox. And and that uh, Lloyd Bridges Western was made at Fox in '65. It only lasted a season, but it's really good if you ever you know get a chance to watch it. It was Rod Serling's attempt at a western. Yeah, that's right. And it was it and and it, 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 it is available on DVD. It's, it may be available on other platforms. It's worth a look if you're a if you're a Serling enthusiast. It's worth it's 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 worth a look, and you'll see why he. You'll, you'll see a lot of the Sterling stamp, uh, Sterling stamps on it, but you'll also understand why it didn't last more than a year because it was a western. It, it was it was a, it was a western, but it was a non-western at that, the same that's time. That's right. It was thoughtful. It was it was insightful. It was provocative. It was a great character study, or really a series of character studies every week. And Sterling wrote a lot of those scripts. Insightful and thought-provoking and character studies are also three ways you can describe music for prime time by our guest John Burlingame, a history of American television themes and scoring available Oxford University Press, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online and in actual bookstores. We're going to jump around. As you have, in case you haven't figured out already, we're going to jump around because this is just a fun topic. Um, there are a couple of propo- uh, composers who were very diverse. It's like they didn't, they didn't just score music, uh, themes for one genre; they crossed genres. I think Earl Hagen was one example because you know he he not only did the Danny Thomas show and that girl, he did I Spy. One of my favorite in this, uh, and and I wish. I, I wish I followed up while he was still around because I would have loved to sit down and talk to him. Is Patrick Williams? Oh yeah, uh, he was great. And he did a thing. Uh, I, I don't I don't know whether this is in the book or not, but I found this out. He did a there was a show in '69. It was an experimental show called Music Scene. It was 45 minutes in length, which is one of the reasons why it didn't go beyond 15. Weeks because it was an odd time to begin the middle of the hour, but he had he had this grand orchestral theme that he performed on one show, and I think he released as part of his albums. And it, it, it's one of my favorite Patrick Williams scores. I mean, um, in in addition to uh, the Bob Newhart theme and and Lou Grant and the Streets of San Francisco. Oh yeah, Pat Williams was a great artist. I loved him. I knew him quite well. I did the notes for several of his albums. And he, this was what you're talking about with the music scene is 69. Yeah. That was right after he came out from New York where he had been doing jazz albums and a lot of work in commercials, mm-hmm. a lot of jingles. And he came out here to sort of make his mark in music for television and films. 
And the very next year after the music scene, he did the Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, following that, it was Streets of San Francisco. It was Bob Newhart. It was Lou Grant. Uh, all of these great, great shows. Because he got hooked up fairly quickly with the guys at MTM, mm -hmm. the Mary Tyler Moore production company. Uh, and, and he was just fabulous. And nobody... Um, nobody was quite as great with a jazz score in television as Pat Williams. Those Streets of San Francisco scores are fabulous. Uh, Streets of San Francisco was released, um, the, the theme was released as part of an album, and there's like a 90-second bridge, which, which is marvelous. I mean, oh, you, yeah. you, never hear, you, you, you never hear, you don't hear it in the pilot, and you don't hear it in any of the episodes, but it's, uh, it, and, 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 and Williams does this, Williams did this for a number of his themes. It's like you have you have the you have, you have the first forty seconds that we're familiar with, and then he kind of steps back, and then the bridge is sort of this thoughtful interlude, and then he tie and then and then he ties it back and revs up to the da da da. It's absolutely right, absolutely right. And I'm um, I'm a huge fan of that of that of that single, the forty five version yeah. of the Streets of San Francisco, which is which is what you're talking about, that which is maybe closer to two and a half, three minutes, whereas on TV you just get the one-minute theme which opens and closes the show. But uh, And that's another thing that I particularly love is when composers are given the opportunity to take what they've done for the small screen and then put it on an album or, or a, on, as a 45 to expand it, to make it more of a musical piece. Um, and that was certainly the case with Streets of San Francisco. In one of... Pat's very last recording sessions at Capitol Records here in Hollywood. Um, I was there because he was recording a big band album. They had a few extra minutes at the end of the session. What did he do? He got out the chart for the streets of San Francisco <laughs> and had the boys play it down one more time. And I'm telling you, I felt like I had died and gone to heaven. It was so great. Um, we we should point out because uh, we we've kind of slipped in and out of Quinn Martin shows. We will likely slip back into Quinn Martin shows <laughs> because in addition to giving us music for prime time, a history of American television themes and scoring, John Burlingame uh, produced and uh, wrote the liner notes for two or three. Um, four uh, now. Okay, okay, okay. Four volumes of music from Quinn Martin shows. Okay, um, and 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 it in, in a way, if uh, I've got two of them, and um, they're they're all available through La La Land Records. If you are a Quinn Martin enthusiast, you need to have these in your collection, <laughs> because in in a way, they're like mini versions of music for prime time only. Only you get the backstory of all these great themes, and you can listen to them in, in part of, as part of the same experience. Yeah, that's right. And Volume One is especially fun because it's all cop and detective show stuff, you know. And there's Canon, you know, and Most Wanted by Lalo Schifrin, and uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, and so, and we did a whole album of Streets of San Francisco music, which, yeah. which was great. So, um, and there will be another volume coming. Oh well. Uh, we will make sure that when it comes out, uh, you come back. <laughs> Love that. That would be great. Because I can talk about Quinn Martin shows all day. John Burlingame is also the author of Music for Primetime, a history of American television themes and scoring that not only connects every conceivable genre of television to the composers who made these shows so memorable to you and me, but paints revealing portraits of 
these music makers. John will be back next week for part two of our conversation. We'll talk about the work of John Parker, Dave Grusin, and some of the other artists who compose music for the shows of Quinn Martin. We'll also trace the movie and television career of John Williams and a whole lot more. That's all coming up next week for part two of our conversation with John Burlingame. We hope you join us for that. In the meantime, music for Primetime, a history of American television themes and scoring available bookstores everywhere through Oxford University Press as well as Amazon.com. Take a quick time out, then we'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.